Are you an avid reader searching for wholesome books? Have you been searching for new and exciting adventures or uplifting biographies? How about escaping in a fictional novel, a wholesome fictional novel that is? Then ChristianWritersBookstore.com is for you. Good morning everyone, it's Michael Furlonger here, author and founder of ChristianWritersBookstore.com. The link will be in the description below. I'm working on a new project where I get to sit down with some uh, some great authors, some great Christian authors, see uh, see what they're working on, see how God is working in their lives. Uh, today we have a special guest named Keith Guernsey. I assume I'm getting the last name wrong, but we'll, uh, I'll let him... No, work. no, that's fine. Oh, it's good. Okay. Okay. Um, he has written three books called The Confessions of a Beantown Sports Junkie, Father and Sons, Sports and Life, and Overcoming the Odds. Uh, so obviously he hates sports, so we won't even talk about that. Um, but just before we get started, and before you even think about clicking away, I want you to let you know that in the month of October 2020, uh, Keith is giving 25 cents of each book sold to the American Cancer Society. So if you want to do three good deeds today, go to the ChristianWritersBookstore.com, buy a copy of Keith's book, and support uh, Americans, American Cancer Society. All right, uh, how are you today, Keith? I'm great. How are you, Michael? I'm doing well, and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to hearing a bit of uh, of uh, the confessions of a sport junkie. Um, anyway, uh, so before we get into talking about your books, I was wondering if you could just share kind of bit about your um your testimony, your church upbringing. It gives me a whole new perspective having beaten cancer twice, and beaten life-threatening brain surgery twice. And uh, someone much wiser than I, which encompasses an awful lot of people, once told me that God doesn't give you anything that you can't handle. And now, of course, I know that that is true. So every morning when I wake up, I raise my hands to the ceiling and I look to the heavens and I thank God for another day on this wonderful planet. Um, a couple of events in my life have uh, made me believe that God really is in my corner and on my side. I mentioned previously when, we, when I sent you my written interview that uh, I met my lovely wife, Susan, uh, through a personal ad in a newspaper, which really isn't done much anymore with the advent of Match and eHarmony. And in actual point of fact, I was not even supposed to see that particular paper because it wasn't generally circulated in the area that I was located in. Uh, but I just happened to go to the store, um, pick up the paper, turn to the personal ad, and I found one that said, WWWF. Now, I had no clue what that was, but I was intrigued enough to want to find out. And what it is was widowed white female. We never did figure out what the third W was for. We figured it was a typo, but um, in, in later years, I come, I've come to realize that it meant wonderful. It was for wonderful. Um, and we've been, we just celebrated our 23rd wedding anniversary. And we're so thrilled to have found each other and, and so deeply loved. Um, God has brought us together and we're just 
thrilled beyond belief. The second incident which taught me that God really was in my corner was uh, three months ago when we were searching for a new four-footed companion. We, we had uh, had enough over the last seven months of kind of staring at each other and staring at our computer screens since we're both writers. And we began looking for another four-footed companion. We had lost our dog a year ago, May. And Susan found one, or she actually found several, but every time she submitted an application, by the time the recipient got the application, that dog was adopted. And this happened once again, just recently. Uh, the dog had been adopted. Uh, fortunately for us, the dog didn't get along with the other dog that was already in the home. So we got a second chance and we brought her home. We renamed her Zoe. She's a, she's a fun, rambunctious little girl. Uh, and she's just a wonderful, wonderful companion for the both of us. Um, and we love her so much after three months that, that, that we're thrilled that God intervened and brought her to us, especially since he brought her to us by second chance or with a second chance, if you will. My wife uh, is... My wife actually met my wife online, so uh, oh wow! So I thought that was actually really interesting about the uh, the personal um, the personal ads and uh, how it's how it's different today. But God does bring people together. I, if you yeah. hear my wife, she would tell you how how many times she would pray to God. I guess I'm a wonderful catch, and she had to have me or something. I don't know, <laughs> but but uh, but God does do amazing. Um, amazing things so I, I just I, that's actually what I was reading here is anyway um, so my next question is how did God call on you to to write and share your story he just wanted me to leave a legacy for my grandson and put it all down on paper and I didn't you know I didn't intend to publish three books and I'm 95% um, completed with the fourth book that I'm writing about my most recent cancer journey, which I am still in. Um, and he just said, put some of these wonderful experiences down on paper. I started my first book, first book 25 years ago. And um, we retired, moved here. Uh, and, and Susan said to me, essentially, uh, I've been hearing about this darn book for 20 years. We are retired. You have the time. Finish it. And I did. And in less than 24 hours, I had an, a five-star review and a really nice uh, five-star rating and a really, really nice review. And I've just gone on from there. Um, I've written nonfiction, but I'm going to finish this book and, and kind of dive into writing fiction, a fiction book after that. So... But he, he wanted me to leave a legacy for my grandson. So when I'm gone 20, 30 years from now, uh, Harry will know what his grandfather accomplished in life. And now I have a new, a second grandson, which we haven't been able to meet because of the pandemic. He's up in Boston. And now I'm dedicated the newest book, which is called On the Road to Remission, 
to him. And I'm writing it with him in mind. Because it's, it's been, th this particular cancer journey has been much more serious, much longer and uh, more hazardous, if you will. Uh, I have a rare form of blood cancer called multiple myeloma. I am in my ninth month of remission. Uh, and at this time, it's considered treatable, but not curable. So that's where we are today. And, and God has brought me to um, work out more every day. I'm in the gym every morning. Uh, Nutrition-wise, I've substituted Brussels sprouts for Ben and Jerry's. Uh, and I'm feeling better now at 68 than any time since I was 28. It's amazing. And I'm going to keep you in my prayers. Uh, Thank um, you. I appreciate that. God that. Sustains, sustains you. Um, uh, and I, I want to hear more about your uh, your weight loss journey because my wife and I, we've been going at it for a while trying to lose weight and we suck at it. But I'm going to try to keep on, uh, keep on topic because then I lose my mind and it goes elsewhere. Um, but in your books, the three that you have, and you'll have to fill me in on uh, when your fourth one comes out, but in your three books, sure. you always have this uh, a connection between your love of sports and your your overcoming cancer and the brain surgery. Uh, can you can you share a little bit on just on that um how you connect the two? I have always been kind of a sports fanatic. As a matter of fact, I'm where I'm sitting now. I'm, I'm adjacent to my man cave, and I'm staring at my New England Patriots championship banners and hats. Um, but it, it's helped me having been a, a player, you know, uh, maintain a, a positive attitude, um, work out regularly so I stay healthy. Um, you know, I was a football and hockey player growing up as a kid. So that's been a big help in terms of, um, you know, having a positive, positive, positive attitude, excuse me. I have new, a new dental, dental plate in this morning from yesterday. I just got it yesterday. So I'm not used to using it and, and enunciating clearly. So you'll have to forgive me for um, stumbles on the words. And that's the cause. I mean, I'm still trying to get used to using it. But um, sports has been such a big part of my life. Um, and, and, and it's helped me, you know, beat cancer, beat brain surgery, beat obesity um, after a decade-long battle and lose 155 pounds. Uh, and it, it's just been, it, it's been a wonderful addition. I've even got my wife to, uh, to watch some football with me, watch some baseball with me. Um, you have to do like a five steps on how to get your wife to watch sports. <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah, when they hear it, when they hear it often enough, you know, they either they either ignore you and walk away, or they get kind of used to it and say, "Okay, maybe I'll watch once in a while," type of thing. Uh, as you were talking, um, I, I'm I'm in uh, Ontario, Canada, and I'm a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, and we have not we. <laughs> as if I were involved, um, have not won the, the Stanley Cup in, I don't know, was it 65 years? I think last time we won it was 1967. So anyway, I'll do the math later. But uh, yeah, really, there is a, what people may not understand about 
um, sports is that it does sometimes take take a lot of faith to uh, Michael. That team has been losing every yeah, single year. So so it has something to it. We also have to learn a learn a sense of um, grace maybe and humility on when. Yeah, yeah. Why well, you... if you're if you're a hockey fan, I have to share with you that you are currently interviewing one of the few people in life who's had the rare privilege of playing against Bobby Orr and Ray Bork growing up as a kid. That's uh, <laughs> Susan always says. You always say that, and that's your claim to fame in life. Well, hey, you know, you got to brag a little. But, I, you know, you talk about having faith in sports. I'm a diehard Boston Red Sox fan, and it took us 86 years to win our next World Series from, you know, when we won in 1918. So, um, and we've won four in the last 20 years. So don't give up hope. You may believe we'll get there eventually. All right, I'll I'll, uh, I'll be sure to share this video with uh, with all my uh, diehard fans and my brother-in-law, who is actually an Ottawa Senators fan, so we don't talk to him very much anymore. <laughs> Just kidding, Mike, if you're yeah. listening. Uh, anyway, um, uh, so um, so in your book, overcoming the odds, you share that it's a story to triumph over cancer, life-threatening brain surgery twice, and obesity. Uh, can you share some of the details with people um, about this book? It's just, you know, from, from uh, the first cancer battle, prostate cancer, um, I had successful surgery, and um, I, I thought I was going to have a nice, healthy last third of my life. And then I had some blood work, uh, routine blood work about two months later. And they found an anomaly, and I was told that I had multiple myeloma, which is, as I mentioned before, a very rare but very serious form of blood cancer. Um, I also talk about the brain surgeries, beating that twice, um, and, and what went into that, and the fact that, you know, all the way through this process, I have had the best of the best in medical care. Doctors and nurses have just been phenomenal. And, and then I talk about you know, next phase of my life and, and how beating morbid obesity uh, has gotten me to the, the healthy portion, the healthy part of my life where I am now. As I said, you know, healthier and stronger and physically more active at, at 68 than any time since I stopped playing hockey when I was 28. And, you know, the, the obesity is something you have you you talked about it briefly just on it your wife and and you were working fighting on kind of the battle of the bulge if you will it takes a while it took me a decade uh you have to be persistent and consistent you can't lose it all at once because it's it's bad for your body bad for your heart um they, they say medical experts say two to three pounds a week tops max and, and for me it was you know um exercise, moderating what I ate. I used to be able to eat an entire pizza and wash it down with a six pack of Bud Light. Now it's two slices and maybe one beer and that's it per meal. So it's exercise, portion control, it's moving around constantly, 
And for me, it's chasing the dog. Um, and it's, you know, kind of modifying your, your behavior so that you're eating lots of vegetables. I, I didn't have to give up any of the things that I love, like pizza and Chinese food. I just had to moderate how much of them I ate at a sitting. Thank you for sharing. That's, yeah, we, um, before we started the, we started, we started the pandemic. Before the, um, the pandemic started and the isolation, you know, we were going to the gym, you know, um, maybe not every day, but I'd say four times a week. And, yeah, uh, that's great. And it was, it was just great. We, I don't know if we were losing a lot of weight or not, but, um, it was great just to keep, uh, keep the active, uh, yeah. lifestyle. So, so thank you for, um, giving kind of a guideline oh, on welcome. it. So yeah, you have, you have to stay active. You don't have to, it doesn't mean running a marathon. It means moving around. It can be walking. You don't have to necessarily go to the gym. Although we have a private gym here and there's only about six people using it at a time. And I go at seven o'clock in the morning. So it's, it's safe. I wear a mask. I wear gloves. You don't have to go to a gym. You can work out at home. You know, you, you can do light weights at home or what have you. Um, but you just have to keep moving, walking. If you get a chance to, to work out in the gym, work out, you know, swim, whatever the case may be, but you just have to keep it moving. Awesome. Uh, thank you. I, uh, yeah, thank you. That's, that's great. I'll, I'll share with you if you want. Um, I did a video with a friend of mine from church. He, he's a trainer and, uh, so I was able to do an interview with him and we were able to talk about different diets and different forms of exercise. If that sure. interests you, if not, that's fine. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Love to see it. Awesome. And, um, so your other two books are, um, Confessions of a Beantown uh, Sports Junkie and Connect uh, and Fathers and Sons with Sports and Life. Can you share how to um, how you connected those father and yeah. son with the sports? Fathers and Sons is the sequel to Confessions of a Beantown Sports Junkie, and it, it introduces Susan, it introduces my grandson Harry, and it delves it's longer and delves more into my um uncommon relationship with my late father who was my spiritual guide he attended every um football practice every hockey practice matter of fact he sat in every frozen rink in north america when i was playing pretty much um and it is much more detail we we were bonded at the hip my father and i and he was much more than a parent. He was my best friend. And uh, it was amazing. You know, he was so supportive. And, and it was just, it was wonderful to, to write in much more detail about that wonderful relationship and, and that great man. You know, he was the best of the best. Awesome. Um, if anyone's listening, to, listening uh, I, I'm going to just try to take off of that and just say like, Find it, finding that bond with um, with you and your children or you and your father is great. I remember uh, my father, he worked long hours. So I, mm -hmm. so like he'd get home when I was in bed and oftentimes he would leave before I woke up in the morning. Yeah. But I remember when I was 11, we went, uh, we didn't have a lot of money. So it was a big thing. We rented a cottage and we went for the, um, the Thanksgiving weekend, which is in October in Canada. And uh, I, 
I said to him, he w woke up at like 6 or 6.30 in the morning, and I said, Dad, can I go fishing with you? So he said, all right, sure. And we went out fishing, and uh, we sat in the boat, and I wanted to talk to him because I, I don't see my father very much. And mm -hmm. uh, and so I started talking, and he said, Michael, you got to be quiet. The fish can hear you. Yeah. And it took me like 10 years, and this is embarrassing. It took me 10 years to realize that, wait a minute, fish don't have ears. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, my father and I used to do a ton of fishing together, and that was a real bonding experience for us both. Um, and, and I loved it and, and I miss, miss doing, doing it with him. And I miss him every day. He's been gone about 11 years. Well, we praise God that, um, that you will be reunited. And for the record, I'm not question. that, sorry. I, no question. I, we will be reunited, reunited someday. Amen. Um, so if it was this thing, especially my father, that was not me bashing you. That was just a funny story of, uh, no, no, talk. no. And I understand. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I like to, uh, I like to put people on the spot. So, um, I didn't put this in the questions, but do you have anything you'd like to just kind of maybe finish off with, um, advice about writing, about sports, about, um, cancer, obesity, anything? Well, yeah, I, of course. Uh, I always... Uh, finish off by telling people, and I understand that this is hard in the midst of a pandemic to stay positive, but you, you know, you have to realize you only get one life every day that you're bummed out, depressed, whatever you want to refer to it as is a wasted day. Uh, you have to be thankful for the life you're given and be positive and, and cultivate a positive attitude and you know, be, that's why I write my books because my readers tell me it, it, they inspire them. Um, and, and certainly, you know, you're welcome to share. My, you have my email address. You're welcome to share it with anyone. I will be happy to talk by email to anyone at any time and, and explain to them, you know, how I cultivated and keep a very positive attitude and how I absolutely enjoy my life to the fullest thank you thank you again for for the time uh everyone listening again uh support christian Rice bookstore buy a copy of the book support americans american cancer society and buy a book support keith and buy a book you got your three good deeds of the day right there so um so so i just want to thank you uh i'm going to keep you in my prayers um, but we are grateful that we have a Lord and Savior who is um, uh, sovereign over all. So that's always uh, good, comforting uh, news. Um, uh, so if anyone listening, again, the three good deeds of the day can be done in one step. Three birds with one stone. Um, so this offer of Keith ends in October of 2020. So send this video out to as many people as you know, even people you don't know. People you don't like, just send it out there. <laughs> and uh, you guys have a good day, and I'll talk to you later. Bye now. Are you an avid reader searching for wholesome books? Have you been searching for new and exciting adventures or uplifting biographies? How about escaping in a fictional novel, a wholesome fictional novel that is? Then ChristianWritersBookstore.com is for you. There is so much to explore on ChristianWritersBookstore.com. It was designed to showcase and support authors and creators alike. 
to get their story out. Stories of encouragement and inspiration. Stories to make you laugh or feel victorious. What can you find at ChristianWritersBookstore.com? Bible studies and devotions, biographies and memoirs, books about Christian living, children's books and comics. There's adventure, fantasy, fiction, thrillers, and suspense, poetry, music, self-help, and educational materials. Meet the authors and hear their stories. Find blogs, vlogs, and YouTube videos all meant to guide and encourage you. You can find this and much more at ChristianWritersBookstore.com. That's ChristianWritersBookstore.com.